0: Hi, I'm Carlos Santana, and you are with Life Minute TV. Enjoy yourself and soar.
1: Hi, Carlos. How are you? Good to see you. Thanks for doing this.
0: I'm grateful, happy, and so inspired.
1: You look fantastic.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Reflection of your life.
1: How are you doing?
0: You know, uh, I woke up this morning, and one of the first things that I saw with my eyes was that Elon Musk is pledging $6 billion to end world hunger around the world and i was like yes this is historical this is this is history in the making
1: that's amazing tell us about your philanthropy your music is much more to you than just music and sounding good you you always do good things
0: yes pretty much Uh, my mom and dad taught me uh that everything tastes better when you share it Hmm. and growing up in san francisco you know watching Cesar Chavez, Dolores Huerta, Martin Luther King, the Black Panthers, you know, uh, so many people, Mother Teresa, uh, who dedicated their lives to the highest good of all people. Uh, so we play music so we can do this. We can be a service at a whole other level.
1: You're on a break from touring right now, right? But you're going to be resuming again in a bit?
0: We're going to start Wednesday, I believe, here in the house the House of Blues in Las Vegas.
1: Oh, wow. How does it feel being back on the road and playing live again?
0: It feels wonderful. It it feels uh, awesome to stretch your wings again and soar.
1: What could someone expect when they come to one of your shows? What are they gonna get?
0: More energy than you can comprehend, (laughs) Uh, more spirit that you can fathom, and a certain joy and jubilation beyond quantizing fun
1: and tell us about your new album it's awesome
0: thank you you know by grace we're able to uh, create this love offering called blessings and miracles and you know when you submit a request quote unquote some people call it prayer but you submit a request you know to god sweet baby jesus the universe whatever you want to call it it's okay but call it you know uh, it's listening and so we requested to get back into the radio, hopefully, you know, and where seems like uh, our, request is, our, our re- request is complied because for you and for me, while we do what we're doing backstage, if there is such a thing, someone is orchestrating uh, with divine intelligence, all the people who are going to be part of this uh, CD, A track, record, cassette, whatever it is. Uh, like Supernatural, many, many artists uh, will present themselves with their songs and their, their light, spirit and soul and songs uh, with us and uh, brothers like um, Chris Stapleton and sisters like Ali Brooke. And so we're really grateful, thanks for listening that, that our offering is so um, vast with a variety
1: how did you come together with all those different artists
0: like i was saying you know someone a divine or divine intelligence orchestrates when and how and next thing i know it's like hey somebody call uh, diane warren college she has one or two songs for you and like oh incredible so i i guess the word is is one word grace makes it all happen
1: and tell us about a couple of the collabs what are some of your favorites
0: they're all very touching, you know. Uh, I can start with, with uh, my special personal family, which is my daughter and my son, they're in it. Uh, Stella wrote a song called Breathing on the Water, and my son wrote a song called "Rumbalero." And so I'm my wife, Cindy, is playing drums on all the songs. Yeah. Uh, but then you also have uh, Stevie, Stevie Winwood singing White Shade of Pale, and Kirk Hammett, and Marco Seguera. Um, Corey Glover, you know, uh, g And so so, uh, the list goes on. And I've been saying this for a long time, and more than ever, it's true. We really are all one.
1: And Rob Thomas, back with him again. You guys really uh, come together nicely. (laughs) You have something special going there.
0: Yes, I'm very grateful, happy, and thankful and with deep appreciation that uh, he invites me into his Hmm. dream. Like, I think that's what Bob Dylan says. I'll let you be in my dream if you let me be in yours. (laughs) So so he invites me into his dream, and I invite him into mine, and we're able to bring along a whole lot of people, people's hearts in the four corners of the world. I
1: love it, love it, love it. Um, Who were some of your influences growing up?
0: My mother, my father, my sisters and brothers who played for me, uh, musician-wise, probably B.B. King, and Tito Puente. And uh, when I came to San Francisco, it changed. It went from B.B. King and Tito Puente to John Coltrane and Miles. Uh, there was always there Johnny Cooker, you know. And, of course, the females, as my son calls them. Hmm. Uh, I started listening to Dionne Warwick a lot, you know. Uh, there's something about the way she offers the melodies. And the same thing with Johnny Mathis. That it's not black or white, you know, like that King Cole. It's not black or white. It's like crystal, you know, and, and that really appealed to me. I love black and I like white, but I like the color of crystal because mm-hmm. in that sound, there's something more universal, you know. Uh, that you you can embrace I, Ireland and Japan and you know in Tel Aviv everywhere, you know, in and, and Africa. There's something something pure about how you. Uh, that Dionne Warwick and Matt uh, King called Deliver or Johnny Mathis, Deliver a Melody. And see, when you walk away from anything, if uh, a concert or event or whatever, the melody is what you take with you. You know, you might smoke bombs and a lot of trucks with a lot of props and everything, but all you're going to remember really is how they make you feel. And what makes you feel uh, completely in absoluteness with totality is the melody. It's the theme. And so that's what I concentrate on.
1: What music do you listen to today?
0: Definitely Oriente. Uh, there's a couple other ladies uh, from Australia. Derek Trucks, his beautiful wife, Suzanne. Uh, the new ones, the new and new and new ones. You know, a lot of them, I can, I can almost hear, in the, hear them practicing uh, very intensely in the garage. And, and they're, they're, they're getting, getting ready to give birth to, you know, like like we need a new Doors, <laughs> or a new, a new Stevie Ray, or a new, you know, we, we need uh, musicians who really put Guitar Hero to the side and really grab a guitar and learn how to get inside of it and touch people's hearts.
1: How did you learn to do that?
0: My father, my father taught me how to read music how to feel music? Uh, uh, he taught me the the, the value of a note because he played the violin, but then also he played guitar. So he taught me chords. But he taught me how you're you can uh, charm with car- supreme inner spiritual charisma the listener into a place where they become yours. You know, they, they, their attention becomes. In other words, you get their attention completely. You know.
1: I mean, you were so young, you were like what, five? When you started playing the violin,
0: I was young enough to understand that my dad could uh, communicate with birds with with the bow and the violin, and and the birds would answer him back like, and and I turn around and and then birds would come over to the to, to the tree and land really close and go, so he goes, see, sí, best." best so he kept saying to me, otra vez, so he. And birds. And I was like, oh my God, my dad is talking to birds. So my dad was, if you can talk to birds, you can talk to people. Uh, get it? Get it? And I was like, yes, dad. You know?
1: What are your secrets to longevity? You look like you're about uh, 30 there.
0: Oh, you're so gracious. Thank you. You know, in the 70, somebody asked me, my brother Quest Love asked me that the other day. And he says, you know, around, around the 70s, beginning with 1970, a lot of people did certain things that now they're even not here they're either not here or the ones that they're here they're kind of not here you know in other words it looks spent you know but and i said well when everybody was doing that i made a commitment to surrender that's a really powerful word to surrender to my higher self and seek out spiritual discipline you know uh Change my diet, dress in white, cut my hair. You know, stop doing this, stop doing that. You know, above all, I like having awareness of deep consciousness. The deepest consciousness in this planet is the the, the purity and innocence of a six to seven year old child. You know, so not childish, but when you go back into what that felt like, you, you, you high. You get really high with that. You know, mm-hmm. so. But in order to do that, you have to discipline how to meditate and stay there. You know, uh, 3 o'clock in the morning meditation or 6 o'clock in the morning meditation, 12 o'clock in, in, in the afternoon meditation, hmm. late in the evening, you know, because the more you meditate, the more you're telling your mind who is in charge, which is your light, your spirit, and your soul. It tells your heart and your heart tells your mind, Shh, listen and become something that is beyond your comprehension, which is called peace. And that see that gave me very vibrant because you know the opposite of that is worry yeah. and anger and you know all the other stuff that goes with fear. Uh, so learning how to meditate is spending time is spending time with your light. And you know that's what this conversation is about, whether it's uh, blessings and miracles or our practices or supernatural. There's a lot of light in this guy, this Santana dude, you know, Uh, because uh, I like, I love reminding people that if you just stand butt naked in front of your own light, and and if you can validate and celebrate you, then you're mighty. You know, you're not a victim. You're mighty. That's what it's all about, like like the hokey pokey, you know.
1: (laughs) What are some things you like to do when you're not working?
0: read and drive around and listen to Miles Davis or Marvin Gaye or John Coltrane or Jimi Hendrix, listen to music uh, that is timeless. You know, some people call it old school. No, it's not old school. It's newer than the newest today. You know, but when I listen to The Doors and I listen to, you know, the Jimi Hendrix or James Brown, certain people, you immediately connect with uh, vibrancy and and, uh, energy which is what, oh, that word, the word that keeps you young beyond your years, enthusiasm. So I read books that ignite my enthusiasm to life and I listen to music that elevates me to a place where I can identify in a very tangible way that I can be any age I want to be, especially ageless, no gravity, no time.
1: What does music do for people?
0: thank you for asking that that is very important supremely important question what music does for people it reminds you you never left heaven this is an illusion this planet of uh fear is an illusion uh this planet in the third dimension is halloween every day but there's no candy you know uh, this third planet in this planet uh is about you know selling you fear got a lot of godzilla uh, um, victim mentality but in the fourth and fifth dimension you know music reminds you uh, I love this like you know when you hear that from Beethoven it's like you know which to me I say get out of your way you know (laughs) because humans tend to do that a lot they get in the way of their own divinity you know get out of your way you know so Beethoven was a supreme igniter you know he motivated people to 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 stop cooperating don't invest emotionally on stupid you know what invest emotionally more if you need to in your own divinity anyone who tells you that that there's no light on you and no divinity tell them "I, i don't go to that movie theater that you go to i don't see that of the they have the dead cadavers or, you know, I don't see that, that stuff, you know, it's my choice. I only see love and light. So therefore I am seems like more vibrant than you because I'm not, I'm not trying to sell you fear. I'm trying to rescue you from your own fear.
1: What's something no one knows about you.
0: Oh, you're not clear to have that information.
1: No, I'm not going to get that.
0: Uh, See, I don't even know. I I have yet to find out. I'm (laughs) I'm still, uh, you know, with clarity and specificity, I am definitely a divine rascal, you know, but I, I keep that as much to myself as possible. I'm very grateful that I am allowed to grow in the privacy of my own sanctum, you know, don't, don't need to do that in front of everybody, you know, because we are growing all of this. We are evolving, transcending, crystallizing our principles and stuff. I am aware that I, I need to be reminded that I'm always in front of my mother, my mother's eyes. And as Arthur Ashe used to say, don't do anything you wouldn't do in front of your mother.
1: What's something uh, you never travel without?
0: Cindy, Cindy, my wife.
1: She comes on the road with you? Well, of course, she plays, right? She's Yeah, she plays
0: drums. And uh, wherever we go, we're pretty much together and we're uh, Two children, you know, going to Disneyland for the first time in this planet, and we're always discovering new and freshness about giggling and fun. You know, we have fun together with life.
1: You have such a good outlook on life, it's wonderful. Um, And since this is Life Minute, um, what's a really important life lesson that you learned that you could share with us?
0: One of the most important lessons is to create heaven on earth, we must utilize tools like. Forgiveness, kindness, mercy, uh, you know, on and on, um, generosity, charity, like uh, Mr. Elon Musk. Uh. Hmm. So I'm, I'm witnessing this planet giving birth to a whole new, not only billionaires, but billionaires with consciousness. Isn't that incredible? Billionaires with consciousness that have hearts that want to do the right thing for the right reasons. Oh, my God. It's so great to be alive.
1: What inspires you creatively?
0: Again, enthusiasm to dive into that note and dive into the unknown and unpredictability with a whole lot of thirst for adventure.
1: What's your favorite comfort food?
0: Brain food. Granola? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You know, my wife, really she's incredibly knowledgeable of You know, all the ingredients and nutrients and stuff like that. Me, uh, (laughs) I I try to just balance, you know, um, because since I grew up in Tijuana, I'm not going to justify this, but I I, I need to balance a little bit of purity with dirt, you Hmm. know, once in a while, you know, because otherwise I don't want to be so pure that I get sick really quick, you know.
1: So good, so good. And thank you so much. What an honor and a pleasure to talk to you. Thank
0: you so much. I really, really appreciate it.
1: Peace and love. Thank you, you, Carlos. God bless. To see more of this interview, visit our website, lifeminute.tv. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Life Minute TV.